This episode on Frozen Fridays, the perfectly balanced margarita. Welcome. I'm Bruce Weinstein. I'm the chef in Bruce and Mark. Hey there, and I'm Mark Scarborough. I'm the writer. I may be the chef, but today I'm getting out of the kitchen. Because I've got a secret. As a writer, I haven't cooked a thing in years. That's about to change. Mark's headed into the kitchen. Remember, he's a writer, and he gets easily distracted, usually by bourbon. Hey, watch it. I'm doing the cooking. And I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to guide him, and I'm going to give him tips, and I'm going to judge him. And so after 25 books, he can finally say, Hey, I f***ing made that. Okay, I have to say right off the bat that we've hedged our bets just slightly, and we're calling this the perfectly balanced margarita, not the perfect margarita, right? We don't want to start any wars or anything like that, right? Wars have been started over much less than the margarita. (laughs) I think the Archduke Ferdinand was drinking a margarita. (laughs) When the war started, wasn't he? I, you know, my whole concerns stop in this world at mustard gas. So oh, it's no wonder I go back to Archduke. Hitler like margaritas. I, see, that's beyond mustard gas. <laughs> see, that's all all un, untenable. Okay, anyway, so um, if 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 Archduke Ferdinand was drinking a perfectly balanced margarita, um, he must have known what he was doing, right? Well, the perfectly balanced margarita balances the alcohol flavor and burn with sweetness, with orange right. flavor, and with the zap of lime. But here's the thing. Ooh, I like the zap of lime. I, I love zap of lime. I love margaritas. I know you do. You were brought up in Texas. I, I was. think you really introduced me to what a good margarita was. The thing is, now you love them at home. I make them and you suck them down, but you won't order them out. What's well, that? Well, let's all say I suck them down. I mean, you know, what's four or five of them amongst <laughs> friends? But uh, I... I don't order them out because I don't like what I get. I don't like the way it comes in most restaurants either. It's made with a mix, which is gross, right? It's it's this kind of prefabbed <laughs> corn syrup disgustingness. And let me say there are two levels of mixes, right? There's okay. either the mix that you just add tequila to and it's got everything in it, or people use sour mix instead of lime juice. Either way... Thumbs I know, down. and the problem is too that margaritas. The places where you order margaritas are not necessarily the places that are going to make a great drink. You don't go in Eleven Madison Park or Le Bernardin or some three-star Michelin joint and say, "Can I have a margarita?" I bet they would make a really good one, and I bet it would be twenty-eight dollars. <laughs> Can I have a margarita with my one hundred and twenty-dollar prefix? So you, you don't like do that. You, most of the places you're ordering, you're ordering it with chips and salsa, and. The, those places tend not to make them very good. They're, they're, they're too sweet. And the reason they're so sweet is because they're using one ingredient that I find abhorrent to margaritas. Oh, oh, abhorrent. Yeah, triple sick. Oh, yes. Well, okay, Let's before we get into all of this, let's stop and let's go back. Because you said a perfectly balanced margarita has three components, uh, the lime juice, the tequila, and the the orange flavor liqueur right so let's take them in order okay let's talk about lime juice for a minute you say fresh lime juice and we're saying that you should squeeze your own limes and we're saying you shouldn't buy the bottles why because the bottles have been pasteurized which means the lime juice is cooked which means it doesn't taste like fresh which means they've killed a lot of the zap of the sourness so they've added it back in in the form of preservatives and citric acid right so you're not getting a good lime flavor and citric acid is nothing but sour and it doesn't have what limes have which is this kind of uh, herbaceous floral overtone to it that makes a great margarita. So you really need a good 
lime. And there are a lot of bad limes in the supermarket. There are a lot of bad limes in the terms of you're not going to get any juice out of them. That's and right. And that's what people complain about mostly. I don't want to squeeze a lime because nothing comes out of it. <laughs> well, in the bartending world, we call that a dusty lime. Not the name of a porn star who came in for a drink. Oh. But it is the name of the lime that won't give you no juice. Oh, I'm so using that. I'm going to have dusty limes love shack. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you need to choose a lime that's got juice. How do you know that? So go to the bucket of limes in your store and pick them up and feel the skins. The skins feel smooth, 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 or they feel rough and nubbly. When you go to squeeze them, do they are they a little soft and giving or are they hard? The answer to both those questions is soft and giving. That's and what you want. Smooth skin. Hard and nubbly out, soft and giving with smooth skin in. Right. Because those hard ones that often feel heavy to the hand, I know this is the reverse of a lot of fruit, because a lot of fruit, like peaches, you say, oh, by the ones that are heavy to the hand because they're full of juice. But heavy to the hand limes are often desiccated inside. And they're heavy because they have a thicker skin and yep. they have a thicker rind. Yep. And so if you buy the thinner skin ones, uh, you can get more juice out of them. And there's a great tip for getting the juice out, isn't there? Yeah. You roll them on the counter. Right. Underneath your palm. You just put a little pressure on them and break some of those juice sacs up inside. And so when you cut them, they'll be ready to juice. And all you got to, you don't need a fancy juicer. You don't need one of those well, clam-shaped well, squeezers. Well, all I you, like those. Yeah, but, but that's all about the look. Well, all you like really need to do is squeeze it into a measuring cup and you got your lime juice. And then you'll have... The perfect lime flavor. Okay. okay. Now let's talk about the other two flavors. Okay. Before we get, well, let's talk about triple sec because we just did. Why don't I like it? It's too sweet. It and is. the orange flavor to me tastes very artificial. It does. And triple sec is often inexpensive. I daren't say cheap, but inexpensive. $7 and it, for a liter. It sometimes has a cheap taste. Now I'm sure that if I found the original French triple sec that is you know this original french distilled product i'm sure it would be delicious but most of what passes for triple sec in this country it tastes burny it has a burniness it's like burning syrup oh excellent what i I like to use for the orange flavor is cointreau which is a french orange liqueur which is sorry that's cointreau not really it's cointreau cointreau and it's not as sweet, and it has a slightly bitter orange edge, which is lovely. But here's the thing. If you use Cointreau, you do have to add a pinch of sugar or a few drops of simple syrup to your shaker because there should be a sweetness in that balance in the margarita. So a lot of hot, really high-end places, when they make margaritas and they're trying to be really fancy, use Grand Marnier or Grand Marnier from this French brandy and i actually don't like it in a margarita i I don't think it has any place to be in a margarita well it is brandy and the only time it works for my taste is when you go to a place which will say we're going to use this 20 year aged tequila in a margarita wow why are you doing that i don't know why you're doing that and then you're going to put grand marnier in it so you actually it's a delicious drink but it's as close to a margarita as vodka should be to a martini. Uh oh. Oh no. We're not. <laughs> listen. We're gonna leave that alone. Bruce doesn't believe that vodka belongs in a martini. He Martinis thinks, are gin oh, and vermouth. Here, here we, we go. go again. Right in. Just right in. Uh, he thinks that if you drink vodka and vermouth, you're drinking a vodka cocktail. You're not drinking a martini, which is only with gin. Okay. Anyway, let's go back because Grand Marnier has this woody, oaky, brandy, caramel notes. I don't think it belongs in there. And as you said. Maybe it balances an aged tequila, but really, why would anyone use an aged tequila 
in a margarita. You don't want to use, this is a mixed drink, right? You don't want to use a sipping tequila for a margarita, right? Well, not for the kind of margarita I want to have. If someone wants to do that and have it for dessert, it's an interesting dessert variation on this cocktail. But we're wow. talking about a margarita to have on the beach, by the pool, in the yard, in the Mexican restaurant with the chips, but they'll never make it this way for Passed you. Passed out so in your bed. That. Passed out in your beds. It's great on the night table. It's lovely. So what you need, <laughs> as we said now, you need that Cointreau. Now, there are other orange liqueurs that are really pretty good. Patron makes an orange liqueur that oh, I really right. like, yeah, too, right. which is a slightly bitter orange, not terribly sweet. Right. Or Cointreau, your fresh lime juice, and we showed you how to get that. And now we have to talk about the tequila. Well, that tequila is often uh, the weak link in this chain, let's just say. Because talk about burning. Tequila can have the worst kind of burning flavor. And I love tequila. I adore it. But I do not want that kind of cheap hooch taste. So when you buy tequila, you're going to see something on the label called 100% agave or 100% blue agave. Blue agave. And what does that mean? That means that this tequila is made from the blue agave plant. And that makes the tequila better in this way. It gives it more floral notes. It gives it more depths of flavor. And it gives it a wonderful, wonderful palette that you're not going to get in cheaper tequilas not made from blue agave. Right. So that's our three parts. That's the lime juice. That's the orange flavor. In our case, we suggest Cointreau. And that's tequila. And here it comes, the big recipe, right? The big, this is the most complicated recipe you have ever heard on this podcast or any podcast ever. And um, I'll even let Bruce deliver it. What is the recipe for the perfectly balanced margarita? One part of tequila, one part of fresh lime juice, and one part of Cointreau. (laughs) But then a little pinch of sugar or a few drops of simple syrup to give you the sweetness that's missing in the Cointreau. And that's it. I've heard people say, oh, no, you have to have two parts strong, three parts sweet, one part sour. Uh -uh -uh. The perfect balance gives you one, one, one and a pinch of sugar. So that doesn't matter. What we're saying is it doesn't matter how you make this. You can make it with a jigger. You can make it with a tablespoon. You can make it with a quarter cup measure. You can make it with a half cup measure. You can make it with a full cup measure. However you measure the tequila and the liquids, whatever you do, it's equal parts. Equal parts, lime juice, tequila, Cointreau and maybe a little sugar or a little simple syrup to balance it out. I want to say something about those those amounts you just threw out there for a second. Okay. Quarter cup measures, one cup measures, and the only way you're going to do that is in a pitcher. And I got a thing against pitchers because if you put all of those ingredients in a pitcher and you throw in a whole bunch of ice and stir it up, That ice is going to melt so much you can have a diluted drink. I am not a fan of the pitcher margarita. I think that the best way to do it is one or two drinks at a time in a cocktail shaker with a little ice. Yes, but you don't allow vodka in martinis. So I think you are not allowed (laughs) to speak on this subject. Many people like to make margaritas in pitchers. It's perfectly fine. And I think the recipe stands no matter how you make it. It's equal parts, lime juice, fresh lime juice, Cointreau and tequila with a pinch of sugar or simple syrup. And here I get to be a little curmudgeon again. I am not a fan of salt on the rim of my margarita. Well, I'm not either. So there, I'll go with you. The I don't... salt should come from the chips. That's right. It should not chips. come. Because if your drink is good, if it was made well, you don't need the salt on the rim. In my no. opinion, the reason those restaurants put so much salt on the rim is to hide the fact that the drinks are terrible. Yes, and to hide the fact of inferior alcohol. And really, honestly, uh, let the chips carry the salt just like Bruce says. So let's make a margarita. 
Our margarita is going to start with a cocktail shaker full of ice. And, you know, I'm going to use a jigger for this, which is one of those fancy bar tools that has the little uh, tunnel-y, what do they call it, funnel-y siphons on both sides? No. A little measuring cup on either side of a little barbell-looking thing. Yeah, I don't know where I'm coming up with siphon and tunnel. But anyway, (laughs) little funnels on both sides. Right. And uh, this one has got one and a half ounce on one side and two ounces on the other. There are many that are smaller. Listen, you can and uh, you can use anything. It's right. Using a jigger makes you look very professional. I still say you can use a tablespoon if you want to, but uh, do whatever you want to do. If you're going to do that, remember it takes two tablespoons to make an ounce. Oh, yeah, sure. Anyway, it's just equal parts, equal parts, equal parts. Okay, so equal parts. Here we go. What is it? Tequila and the Cointreau and the fresh squeezed lime juice. And I'm gonna put a little sugar in here. I'm not using simple syrup today. I'm just using sugar, because I'm gonna shake it up. So I'd say, what have I got in here, like? That's probably about half a teaspoon of sugar for these two drinks. That's all we really need. Okay. Now start shaking, and then how do you know when you're done shaking? Well, the way that uh, you taught me to know is that, because you know really Baptists don't shake cocktails, except in the privacy of their own home. So the way you taught me to do it is you watch for the cocktail shaker to frost. That's it. And look at yours. Yours is frosting already. We're done. We're going to pour that into two lovely glasses, which each have an ice cube in it, no salt on the rims. And those look amazing. And I can't wait to try this. So here we go. So Cheers. Cheers. It's it's, uh, really quite fine drink, right? Now, you'll notice that we did no tasting and judgment. I'm not shaming Mark because this is the most perfect margarita I've ever had. Listen, honey, after one of these, you can shame me all you want. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, now, man, I will have no shame in a minute. So that, that's it. This is the kind of great sipping drink. I find sometimes when they do the two strong and the one weak and whatever they do, it's not really then a sipping cocktail so much. It just becomes like a drinking game almost. <laughs> this is more like a very quiet sipping cocktail on the deck. And that's what I want in a margarita, honestly. Oh, I love it. And what I don't want in a margarita is strawberries, oh. raspberries, oh. peaches. Oh. It oh. shouldn't come out of a blender oh. or out of a smoothie machine. Oh, it no. comes out of a cocktail. Well, it can come out of a blender, but that's a whole different matter. But uh, I agree. Uh, There's no strawberries. There's no peaches. There's no nectaries. There's no chocolate margaritas, as I have recently seen. I have never seen one. Oh, there's no such thing as any of that. We like it pure, and we like it straight. And this really is the perfectly balanced margarita. The recipe for this perfectly balanced margarita, in case you didn't catch it, (laughs) Is at our website, bruceandmark.com. One, 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 and a little sugar. Um, and uh, if you want to hear more of these kind of recipes, probably more complicated than this one, probably something that you might need to write down from our website. If you want to hear the podcast about those, that happens on Cooking with Bruce and Mark every Friday. And on Tuesdays, we debunk culinary myths on a shorter version of Cooking with Bruce and Mark. So come listen and subscribe, because subscribing is the only way other people are ever going to find out about it. That's us. right. And we are very proud this week to be on Stitcher, a, a online radio conglomerator. We're thrilled if you're listening to us there or on iTunes or on uh, the original hosting site for this podcast or even in the browser window. You can open up right off our website. We're really happy about that. So is that it? That's it. This is the perfectly balanced margarita. It's not complicated. It's just delicious. Delicious.